Welcome to our program today. I'd like to say thank you, Jim Pemberton, for joining us again. These conversations we've had are interesting, Jim. I know last time we talked about a unique view of pet odor removal services, and maybe people won't use that term anymore when they watch that episode. Uh, pet friendly, consumer, love of pets, all that fits into that topic. We're going to continue that discussion today. Jim, I think you want to talk about maybe some of the chemistry used and concerns some consumers might have there. Am I right? Well, not the chemistry specifically, but certainly the concerns people have about the chemistry, the products we use. Yes. Okay. The last time we met, I gave some statistics. So, you know, the big one was $2.14 billion spent on Valentine's gifts for pets. But, you know, the problem with numbers and statistics, I think we can get numb to them. And I've often found that stories make a point better. So one such one is I was involved in some consulting with the cleaner. It was a father-son operation. And while I was meeting with the father and son, the phone rang. The son took the call and it was his sister, the daughter of the company owner. She had just had her carpet cleaned by dad's company. And now she was worried that the cleaning agents may cause harm to her dog and she wanted some reassurance. Of course, there was some eye rolling and disbelief from the father and son that, you know, this everything his daughter owns was bought by a cleaning company, right? But it really spoke to her love of the pet, exceeded her trust in her father and brother. And that's a pretty powerful statement. And I thought about that and thought about people who hire carpet cleaners may not ask the question, but have similar fears. I know at the end of our last recording, Jim, uh, you mentioned something about a dog not peeing on a rug, and that was an issue. I mean, I, I think if my dog or cat didn't pee on something that they shouldn't, I'd be okay with that. Tell us about that story, well, how that ties in. I, I think it's an important story, and, and like so many things, you can't make up things that can be as funny, but also as telling as the truth, right? Well, I'd gotten a call from a cleaner that was asking about how to remove a uh, well-known deodorizer that's used in our industry from a rug he'd clean. And I asked if the customer had a problem with the fragrance and he said, no, she can't smell any fragrance, but she's worried because her dog walks up to the rug and sniffs it and urinates somewhere else. And when I first heard that, I had a certain amount of disbelief, so I asked him to repeat himself. He said, yes, she's concerned that the dog will no longer pee on her rug. Now, for years, that would be just a, a blessing to have a product that would prevent an animal from damaging a valuable rug. And the cleaner laughed and was in disbelief. And certainly I advised him how he could remove the product. And most people I tell the story to also laugh in a certain amount of disbelief. But you know, Jeff, I've reflected on the story. And I thought to myself, all right, put ourselves in, in the customer's shoes, the people who pay for cleaning and love their pet. They know dogs have a sensitive sense of smell. They see the dog approach the rug that was their favorite potty and walk away from it. In the customer's mind, that dog's pretty smart. And if that dog thinks there's something wrong with the rug, it's going to seek its comfort elsewhere. Well, that created a, a red flag. It created a concern. And as much as a, you know, a cleaner might be either resentful or amused by it, I think both are important lessons because they speak to the fact that the welfare of the pet, even to the point of tolerating an odor, 
is more important to them than the end result. And that spoke to me and it made me really reconsider the approach we as a cleaning industry need to have with people who pay for professional cleaning services and love their pets. It's interesting the things you hear, Jim, and how important it is to pay attention to our consumers, those customers of ours, and respond to what they need. Because if they care about their pets that much and they're listening, they're they're watching their um, activities, and that dictates what the consumer might do. It's wonderful to to be able to get behind your customer's eyes a little bit, you know, and the fact is that if these two individuals brought things up, you have to believe that many, many other people feel that, but they just don't express it. And every good salesperson, every good business person, every marketer wants to be able to answer the unasked objection. Because very often that's what gets in the way of closing the sale, of gaining the customer, of having an ongoing relationship, because you can't smoke out what really bothers them. This has a lot to do with why people clean their own carpets. It's not because they're cheap all the time. Many times it's because they don't trust what you're putting in the carpet and they feel at least whatever they bought at the pet shop or whatever concoction they found online at least protects their pet's welfare. Yeah. And that needs to be the focus of how a cleaner thinks, how a cleaner communicates, how a cleaner markets and everything they do. I'm sniffing out a pun intended. I'm sniffing out a future episode, Jim. So we'll maybe talk about that another time. Thank you.